Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala. This is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Now, why would you open up with Timex Social Club's rumors? I have not heard that song in 20-plus years. That's the first time I've ever heard that song, Bob. But it's fitting. It's fitting, is it? Oh, you have a sense of humor, let me tell you. Well, everyone's talking about some tweet you put out uh, earlier today. Wow, okay. Coming up on Oilers Now, brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitech. 630 Chad uses Digitech for their copiers and printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands of printers at Big Savings, Digitechsupplies.ca. By the way, we're calling you out, Hugh Porter from Digitech. You took Vegas. Brendan and me had the caps. I piggybacked on the caps. My friends thought I was a fool. Bob, what happens if Vegas wins? You just got Brendan to bankroll you for the night in town. So we'll wait and see on that front. You might get her done. Coming up tomorrow night. Today, we got lots of guests on today's show. From NHL Hockey on Rogers, former Edmonton Oilers assistant coach, Edmonton Oilers, uh, the last Oilers, I guess, to have scored 50 goals in a season, Craig Simpson. At 105, another former Oiler, one of the toughest men to play in the history of the National Hockey League, uh, played for seven different NHL franchises, over 1,100 games. He was a scary dude. Part of the 1985 Prince Albert Raider Memorial Cup Championship team, which was considered one of the toughest teams in junior hockey history. I think the new Westminster Bruins might have uh, posed a bit of a challenge back in the day as well. But Dave Manson will join us at 105. And I have heard... 
I've had a lot of conversations with people in the Western League over the last uh, three or four days, and uh, several of them have suggested that this is a very good hire uh, for the Oilers organization. Dave Manson coming up, uh, the new assistant coach of the Bakersfield Condors. The New York Islanders yesterday made some big news. Big, big news. Garth Snow out as GM. Doug Waite out as head coach. Arthur Staple from The Athletic on the New York Islanders at 135 today. 145. Speaking of rumors, what are the Montreal Canadiens going to do at number three? They need a center. Do they step up, as Craig uh, Button has suggested, and draft Jesperi Kakanami? Mark Antoine Godin from The Athletic will join us as well. Brendan, you'll be interested in this. Um, so Jack and me, we're in Buffalo at the Combine, and we each picked different guys to go talk to. And one of my guys was Jesperi Kakanami. And I, I tell you right now, if he was there at 10, I think the others would be pretty happy, okay? Uh, because I don't envision him being there at 10. But I couldn't understand. as I So they, what they do is they... The, the groups go every half hour, and Kotkaniemi uh, was in the 8 o'clock uh, hour, and so he finishes up about 8.30 doing the testing, and they they initially scrum all the higher-profile guys, like all the consensus top 10 picks, um, and then you have a chance for maybe guys, f- say, 4 through 10 to do one-on-ones. But the Montreal writers and all of the guys from The Athletic were all over Kotkaniemi, and there was a point where he was really quiet, and they had stopped asking questions. So in my Western Canadian, Albertan sort of way, which is not always that polite, I'm like, hey, you guys done here or what? Can I uh, do a one-on-one? They're like, no, we're not done. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so I interrupted them right there in the middle of their writer's scrum, and you know one thing about writers, they don't always like having that happen. So, uh, But we will talk to, because I couldn't figure out why they were spending so much time on Cock and Hammy. And now we know that there maybe there is like maybe they go do what Columbus did with Pierre Luc Dubois and take Jesperi Kakanami at number three. So Craig Simpson, Dave Manson, Arthur Staple on the Islanders from the Athletic, and Marc Antoine Godin on the Canadians from the Athletic. They might have to just take them, Bob, because there's so much disparity and everyone's saying like there's no consensus after the top two. It seems like so. What's the what are you going to get if you're going to trade down two picks? Yeah. If you want to get them at five, when you can just take them at three. Well, you know, Brendan, uh, I've never you know this. I never liked the trade that they made last year. I think Jonathan Duran's an overrated player. I think he's a winger, not a center. He is skilled. I I don't know how great of a guy he is. He kind of quit on one team in the past. Uh, and Sergachev, I mean. Sergachev is uh, the guy that the Oilers really liked in 2016, and we're going to take it for if Yessa Pugliarvi wasn't there. They were going to take Sergachev over Pierre-Luc Dubois. So uh, that's that. It's interesting, you know, when you when you go around town and go to various different establishments, a lot of people uh, reach out to you. And by the way, you can text us at any time at 630-630. Share your thoughts uh, with on our Westlock Ford text line. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Or check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at Oilers Now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan Ulrich. And our River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Is brought to you by the River Cree Resort and Casino. They've got Blood, Sweat, and Tears featuring Bo Bice June 29th. They've also got Nazareth August 10th. Tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. Spec was in yesterday, every Tuesday in orders now. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. So you go around town and, uh, you know, people uh, people ask you a lot of questions and they bring up things that have occurred and um, things change over the course of a calendar year. 
A year ago at this time, we were all quite bullish on where the Edmonton Oilers were at. You know, Peter Shirelli was up for Executive of the Year. Todd McClellan was up for Coach of the Year. Cam Talbot had come in fourth in the Vezina voting. Connor McDavid won the MVP in the Ted Lindsay. Uh, the only one that has a chance of doing that this year, Connor McDavid, to win the Ted Lindsay. Didn't even make it the finalist of the uh, of the Hart Trophy. Um, and, and so people ask you different questions. And obviously... Uh, one of the questions that you know, you know, how could you make the Griffin Reinhardt trade? And that happened three years ago, and uh, it's always been my belief. And I know Spec will disagree with this, but uh, I, I think that given the fact that Peter Shirelli had only been here a couple months, I, I think that there was some reliance upon information that was provided to him in that deal. And that deal did not work out. The order's giving up at 16 and 33. The haul for Larson trade a year ago looked okay. Uh, the haul for Larson trade this year, even though Adam Larson, the final quarter of the year, was pretty good for Edmonton, Taylor Hall uh, took his game to a level that he'd never got to in Edmonton. He'd never been as good as he was this year in New Jersey. Full marks to him. Always liked the player. Always thought he had a lot to give. Uh, he helped keep the building full. And he was one of the few really good players the Oilers had for a number of years. But again, a year ago at this time, we looked differently at things. And I bring that up because of the Everly trade for Strom. Um, you know, that's that's another trade that's been met with overt criticism. Um, and in result, we don't know how that trade's going to pan out yet. I will tell you that the Oilers... I, I know because enough teams were asking about him during our tra- uh, trails during the course of the year on the road that there were teams interested in Ryan Strom. And uh, he does need to be qualified at $3 million. Uh, Ryan needs to do some things to improve. That's what good players do. Good players, the the first thing player, a, a conscientious player, the first thing they do is look in the mirror at the end of the year when they don't have the sort of success that maybe they think they should have had. And uh, acknowledge, all right, how do I get better? It's it, it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't matter what the business is that you're doing. Like you could be working right now, and maybe you uh, m- maybe you're listening way up north, up in Fort McMurray or something, and you work in the oil patch, and you know it's starting slowly to pick up, and hopefully that continues for all the people in that industry. But the the, the best individuals in those roles never want to stop improving. They want to keep getting better and better and better. They don't want to sit back and get fat and get lazy. And you can extend that for professional athletes, and so. Uh, well, you know, we'll see what kind of progression takes place with a guy like Ryan Strom. Here's another one, Brendan. We always get asked about Milan Lucic. And again, you can text us at 630-630. I would hazard a guess that if you were to ask Milan Lucic, what are the 10 things that have to happen for you to get back to being a pretty good power forward in the National Hockey League? And he was not that. And he'd be the first to admit to that in the final uh, 50 games of the year. I think he had one goal in his final 48 games. If you were to ask him, all right, a list of 10 things that have to happen, Milan would say, all right, all 10 of them have to do with things that he needs to do. He needs to do. I mean, when the player says at the end of the season, 90% mental in a post-game exit or post-season exit interview that he did with me, it's on the player. And, you know, we'll see how that transpires. And again, a year ago, Milan Lucic looked like a pretty effective top six NHL forward, and he looked disengaged down the stretch this year. So he's got to bounce back going into year number three. So things change. Perceptions of deals change. Options change 
for organizations as well. As repeatedly stated, I do not believe the Oilers should trade a 10th overall pick unless it is a home run. And I don't think the 10 hole gives you that home run. I think a lot of people see a top 7, 8, maybe 9. Not sure they see a top 10. Maybe there will be a couple surprises where teams go off the map. I remember when the Kings the one year, I think it was in 2007. You can check this for uh, Brendan for me. What year did they take Thomas Hickey fourth? Because that was a surprise in that draft year. I don't think people thought that Thomas Hickey was going to go. For some reason, I think it was 2007. Because I think I was doing the draft show over at Shanks for the other station at that time. And the Oilers got, and it was 2004, they got Gagne. And uh, Turris went third in 2007. Did JVR go second and Kane went one? Kane, JVR, Turris, Hickey, Alsner, Gagne, Voracek. Right. Top seven. There you go. Um, and the guy that went nine was pretty good. Yeah, Couture. Couture. And the Oilers had they they had some intel on the guy that went nine in that draft year. Uh, a friend of Craig McTavish's was, uh, and of course, Max, he was a head coach of the team at the time. He was pushing pretty hard for Couture, thought that Couture would be a better long-term player than Sam Gagne. Anyhow, uh, things do change in terms of your valuations on situations. And I, I just currently look at uh, where the Oilers are at right now. How do you exact change? How do you improve the lineup as is? So the, does the draft pick provide you that opportunity? I'm not sure that's the case. If we were talking, and, and even then, this is, I don't mean to sound trite here, but you need cheap labor too, right? Like you, And, and I, I think the Oilers think they can find themselves a player at number 10. So I wouldn't trade the pick. Free agency. Have you taken a look at the free agency list? It's dry. It's bare. It's bare. <laughs> really bare. Like, it's not good at all. You know, there were times when people... It's top-heavy, I guess, with Carlson and Tavares, but after that... Major drop. Yeah. I, they're not going to have enough contra- They're not going to have enough space to sign a Carlson. We know that. Um, so, how do you make... How do you change or alter the lineup a bit? Might have to give to get. Right? So, we'll see. Well, and then, who are you giving then to get? Uh, like, who okay, are we talking this, about here? What's uh-huh. well? What what couple variables have occurred over the last eighteen months that have changed? Your mic's hot, by the way. That have changed, uh, changed perhaps the tact other organizations might take. I mentioned Carolina before. We know they're open for business, right? We know Carolina's open for business. Am I like Justin Falk? All right, I'm going to throw a name out there, Justin Falk. I would. In a perfect world, Edmonton would do better than Justin Falk. Okay, I think Justin Falk can help a power play out. I'm, I'd be concerned about him five on five. And the other thing is, the Oilers did not see Justin Falk good late in the year. When Edmonton went into Carolina, they beat him seven two. Do you recall what happened to Falk in that game? He put one puck in his own net, and then he gave away the puck on another goal. Like, he just handed the Oilers two goals in that game. So he might have actually had another puck deflect in on him as well. He might have been involved in three goals against. Anyhow, bottom line here is, I, I in a perfect world, you like, which is not to say maybe, you know, I think you try to do better than Justin Falk. But Carolina, we know they're open for business. I don't think, you know, people go, what about Skinner? I don't know. 
I watched Skinner. He's pretty uh, hot and cold as a player. And I watched probably far too much Carolina Hurricanes hockey this year for my, uh, you know, some would say it's an unhealthy obsession. Um, wouldn't mind a third-line center out of Carolina, you know that. But they might not even have enough cap space to sign a guy like that as a UFA because there might be a quiet market for a player like Derek Ryan, especially given the fact that he had a chance uh, to play for the U.S. and play pretty well in the World Hockey Championship. He was one of their better players. So, Falk, mm, Skinner, even less than mm, for me. Uh, Rask doesn't do much for me. But they're going to do something, Carolina, right? They're going to they're gonna move some. And then somebody said, what about Hannafin? Haven't you gone down that path with younger defense and he's also a left shot before? I mean, you got Clefbaum and you got Nurse. You got Clefbaum on a really good contract that would be very attractive to lots of teams around the league. Hey, just stop there. Let's. To me, when you say, could see the Oilers well, moving on a contract with term and getting a player that provides a different ingredient, to me, that that sounds a lot like Clefbaum. Could be. Which I would not be could, looking but, to do if I were the Oilers, well, I, in I, my opinion. This is just my I opinion. I also put a tweet out at the end of the season saying that Clefbaum is an important part of yeah. the team's culture. Like him and Nugent Hopkins from the 2011 draft, a little bit older than the mcdavid Dreisaitl, uh nurse group. And both those players, both Nugent Hopkins and Clefbaum, really fit the dynamic of what I think the team is moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right, because the guys, you know, you know what? There's some people you just like being around, and other people that you don't like being around. Like you can ask Jack Michael; he's, he goes <laughs> on the road, he's stuck sitting next to me on the plane, right? And I'm just kidding, but uh, poor guy. But no, like I, I, there's certain. Here's the thing: I remember going back to the 2012 draft, Ryan. Or Ryan, well, I'd give it away. Uh, the 2012 <laughs> draft. Everybody was Yakupov, Yakupov, Yakupov. It was over the top. This is this preceded your involvement on the show, Brendan. Reed was in your chair at that time. It it was over the top, overt cheerleading from the fan base on Neil Yakupov, and and you know he struck a chord with certain groups. He was Muslim, right? So there was a you know there was that factor where there, hey, this is a different guy. He had a big personality. Right, but uh, you know, I, I can tell you that there were some people, maybe even some players, who were represented by the same agency that knew Ryan Murray and said, you know, Ryan Murray's kind of a quiet guy that would fit in probably pretty good with our group. Okay, Yakupov came in, and there was something not. I'm never going to completely blame what happened to Nail Yakupov on Nail Yakupov. The rule was 75-25. 75% of what happens to the players on the player, the other 25% are you know. Sometimes external situations. Ryan Murray is not panned out to be a top four NHL defenseman. But I bring up I bring up that scenario because if if two or three of the guys that the orders are you know hoping for are there at ten, and all you're left with is Ty Smith, I personally be really comfortable with that because seeing Ty Smith, seeing how his teammates on the U18 team talked about Ty Smith, he would be a fit. With the Edmonton Oilers, and he because he can skate because he's smart, he'd be here sooner than people think. Like it would be one year back in junior, and I think he'd be pushing for a spot on the team by 2019. So, I digressed a bit there. I've been known to do that. Anyways, there's another team that's made changes in the last 18 months that's had a lot going on, a lot. Buffalo. Could you find a way to get Ryan O'Reilly? I don't know how you do that, but I love him as a player. And you know what? Other players really like him too. 
and he's a great guy. The fact that his comments at the end of the year in Buffalo, to me, what that resonated, it, I mean, Buffalo going and winning the lottery and getting Rasmus Dahlin, they are building forward with three players. Jack Eichel, along with Casey Middlestat and now Rasmus Dahlin. Would there be an opportunity to get in on some other potential players in Buffalo? What about Ristolainen? Interesting guy. Uh, I've heard some conflicting reports. Thank you very much. You are the patron saint for dropping that by. Uh, yes, Kirby Bourne has a little rest pizza. There we go. It's all good. So let's, let's just see. So there's a couple teams that have changed some things over the last 18 months and are looking for changes. There are going to be some other teams that are going to be looking to shake it up. Again, the orders don't have a lot of cap space to go out and sign impact guys. Do you trade the pick? Probably not. You're going to need some cheap labor moving forward. So if you can impact change, how do you do it? Contracts for contracts. That's how you do it. That's all I'm going to give you right now. It is 1224 in Edmonton. When we come back in orders now, Brendan Ulrich will have a elite promotional marketing edition of NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Eddie Better, hard son, coming back here in Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. This is Oilers Now. So I guess what I'm ultimately saying is logic dictates if there's going to be change, it's going to be via trade. Contract for contract. That's what I'm telling you. It won't be free agency, and it's unlikely to be a move involving the pick because the orders are going to need to build up some depth through the draft, and away we go. Need some cheap labor moving forward. Let's get to NHL today, brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing, more than just sportswear. Here's the young gun himself, Brendan Ulrich. Well, Bob, Austin Matthews has uh, joined the Orr Hockey Group that represents Connor McDavid. He's looking for that Connor McDavid money, Bob. Will he get it? I don't know. He'll get 11 to 11 and a half million on an eight-year deal. Okay, you heard it here. Uh, the Minnesota Wild have named Dean Evison as an assistant coach. Evison spent the last six seasons as head coach of the Milwaukee Admirals. Replaced Ian Herbers when Ian left Nashville's AHL head coaching job to become the head coach of the Alberta Golden Bears. So it's official, I guess, Bruce Boudreaux is back in Minnesota if he's rounding out his staff here. I would say, well, <laughs> again, people are like, well, Trotz is going in there. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mind you, which organization that Barry Trotz used to work for? Because... Gil Scott represents both Barry Trotz and Bruce Boudreaux. I'd be stunned if uh, Trotz ended up in St. Paul, Minnesota. Are the Whalers coming back, Bob, here? The Carolina Hurricanes, at least the logo in the jersey. They say they'll unveil a new third jersey during their draft party on June 22nd, and speculation has it it could be the Whalers' colors. That'd be pretty cool if you ask me. That would be pretty cool. Toronto Marlies last night beat the Texas Stars 2-1 Game 3. AHL Calder Cup Final. Marlies have a two-games-to-one series lead. Game 4 goes uh, tomorrow night 
Have I mentioned that I like one of the guys that plays down in Texas? I think I have. God, it would help out on the wing a bit. Maybe an Edmonton could play as a 12th winger. All right, that is Elite Promotionals Marketing's NHL Today. Off to a global news weather traffic update. Kyle Morris, and when we come back, Craig Simpson from NHL Hockey and Rogers.